Joseph motherfucking Biden. We did it. We fucking did it. We did it. Holy shit. That was way closer than I thought it was going to be. I'm on not a lot of sleep. <sighs> I've been through the ringer. <laughs> I've been, been through a, the ringer. It's been a long week, man. I've learned a, a lot about the counties. Getting notifications every time 300 votes come in. I've, I've learned so much about the counties of Georgia and oh, Arizona. Uh, and uh, what a ride, man. And uh, it seems God like uh, it... It's happening. It's happening. It's fucking happening. It's happening. He's leaving. He's going to go live out the remainder of his days. Who cares, really? You know, CNN was talking about, you know, how Trump's going to react. And I just immediately changed the channel. I just never. And I'm going to do that every time it comes up. I just never want to hear from him or about him ever again. Yeah, like, I think the media, I think it's worth bringing up. Like, is the media going to, what's the media going to do with him, right? Um, I was reading an article today that suggested that he wants to have more rallies, mm-hmm. right? He wants to have, like, lame duck rallies. Yeah. Um, but if you're, like, a news channel, do you cover that? You know, someone told me something a while back, which is, like, the Macarena theory of trump have you heard this no it's like the macarena came out and it was like uh i guess first people kind of like laughed at it and then they kind of like really got into it uh-huh and then it, it was kind of like a, a joke you know like oh like you know request the macarena at tom's wedding or whatever uh-huh. and then after that people went to went to the next phase of I never want to fucking hear that song again. So I'm hoping, and I feel like that's what's going to happen with Trump. It's like at first, you know, he was kind of a joke, but he was interesting. And then people really got into it. And, but at a certain point, it's like people are just fucking sick of him. Well, but here it is. Uh, You know, this is a time for reconciliation in the party and, the left and the center left are should really be uniting mm. to troll, to troll and mock and humiliate Republicans as much as possible right now. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to tell anyone to bend the knee, uh, but uh, you know, our podcast can continue to exist, and I feel like some other podcasts should not exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how quick I, from reconciliation to... If I had their podcasts and current events were the way they were, I would just not do it anymore. Well, I don't know what to do with these motherfuckers, honestly. I mean, on the one hand, I don't want to fight with people that we largely agree with on a lot of political issues. You know, we we all want healthcare. I want every fucking person in America to be covered by healthcare. And if that's socialized medicine, sure. Um, you know, I'll get a job not at an insurance company and um, whatever. Like, great. That sounds great. How about let's uh, do something about global warming, uh, income inequality. Probably, I'd probably have, to keep, probably have to quit my job at a medical device manufacturer. Yeah. 
I probably, I, if that's happening, I need to make some adjustments with my 401k. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, I mean, we all, we all want like a, like fucking Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett wants the best for you, right? He absolutely does. Right? Joe Biden wants the best for you. Yes. That's the thing. And we, Trump is a president who hates you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about anyone. Doesn't care about his children. He doesn't care, doesn't about, care about his wife. He doesn't care about his. Supporters. He doesn't care about a single person. Uh, his <laughs> he entire is killing his supporters. <laughs> yeah, he does. He They're just, left to like freeze to death. Of caring. Yeah. Um. So this series of events is good, and you should be happy about it. Yes. Um, Why can't they just be like Bernie? Like, if the left was actually like Bernie, we would have no problem. Also, it, it, it's odd to me that people who, like, embrace the dirtbag left um, style, right, can't mm-hmm. get excited about the humiliation of the worst person. Like, just the abject and total embarrassment of the biggest asshole. You gotta get on board with that. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Him having to leave the White House is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, not everyone on the left is like that, though, right? No, it's a it's a really slim minority. But I think I think this whole sequence of events, this whole sequence of of events have have revealed who was truly just a Trump supporter. Right. Like if you're if you're like really depressed today, if you're crying uh, into your champagne if, yeah, if you're crying under the duvet with some champagne, which I don't believe <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I don't believe she did that. Oh, my <laughs> Doesn't God. Doesn't make sense. But, like, like you should be, you know, like was, the people outside. Was that a troll? The... Or is that... Maybe she was joking, yeah. Yeah. But the was replies it... make it seem like she was. Like she was serious? We got to read the tweet now so people know. D- is it deleted yet? Oh, no. Here we go. I'm on my couch drinking champagne under a duvet, even though alcohol gives me migraines. I hate Joe Biden. The next four years are going to be absolutely brutal, and I have no hope of us ever having a fair society. I'm going out like Stan Jera. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I think it wasn't, I think it was just her, her honest emotions right now. That's amazing. Because it, because it can't be a meme, because at the end she's doing a different meme. Right. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Right. It's great to be like drinking champagne and crying about not having a fair society. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, and we know we're not going to like talk about these fucking people and we're not going to we're certainly not going to ask them to bend the knee cuz we don't even want them to like interact with us. Mm. But like if it's revealed who's just a Trump supporter, you know? And yeah. I think some people are just going to become Republicans. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that we need to get Republicans to do this shit. I mean, sure, they got a little libertarian movement, but it seems like with libertarians that libertarians are actually more principled Republicans. You know what I mean? Instead of like farther right. I don't actually, know what those people are. They're yeah, the, well, are they knows? like... I mean, some of them are just Republicans. Some of like, 
it's a it's a classic like dumb guy thing to do, right? Is to not analyze things at all, but like you vaguely don't like either guy, and so you're like, well, what do I do? And then you look at libertarian. It's like a total Chad move to vote libertarian. Yeah. It's like um, I don't need to think about it, or like you Google like issues, right? And she comes up, and she's a libertarian. You're vaguely libertarian. You're like, all right, I'll just vote for her, right? But you don't you don't care about what's going to happen. So I don't think those people are Republican necessarily. Hmm. Um, but you know what's happened to the Republican Party is you know we got very very close to you know it becoming a fascist party, and now. We're in this weird phase where they have a fascist wing of the party. And we have yeah. to see what happens with that. Well, what we need to happen and probably where we should really spend our energies is getting the fascist wing of the party to run against Republicans the same way our left wing runs against Democrats. Right. So what, what's going to happen is that's totally what's going to happen in two years, right? If If Trump leaves, people will never forget it and... They'll feel that the party betrayed them, and yeah, Mitch McConnell in the RNC. Q QAnon is going to morph into something. You know, that's an element of politics across the world now. Um, there's like European QAnon. Um, Nuts. So, wonder you know, who that guy social is. Social media and social media and all that poison is here to stay. Um, well, yeah, you know. The problem with social media is there's a negativity bias, right? People are way more likely to retweet uh, things that are negative. It gets attention more, and it amplifies extreme viewpoints. Now, I mean, it's part of our, you know, the whole conspiracy theory problem in our in our culture is goes way back, and social media and the internet just have made it worse. It's, but it, it also, I mean, it, it affects us too, right? Like if I post something about, hey, that's really cool that these people on the left, that's really cool how Bernie is actually supporting Biden and really cares about passing policies that will benefit people. That'll get like three likes. If I post something like dunking on some far left idiot, you know, that'll get like 10 times the likes. Right. So what does it condition us to do? How does it condition us to behave? I know. Yeah. Well, no one likes sincere posting. Right. Yeah. And like people want to like, I don't know, they just have like they want the red meat. They want the thing that like is most gratifying and like uh, being conciliatory is not gratifying. They also hate just like uh, like basic posting. Right. Like, like they hate being spoken to like they're a real person hmm. where you just say, actually, no, that's not true. Like, well, you're well actualing me. Right. They right. hate the well actually. Right. Mm-hmm. When you, the response should be like, oh, I made a factual error. Thank you. You know, it's like not a big deal. But that's like the worst kind of post to people. Right. It's the yeah. absolute worst. <laughs> or like being asked a question Right? That logically right. follows from their... <laughs> well, they, that they is feel worse. That's like, that's like worse than scat porn, right? <laughs> right? That's less, less bothersome. Right. Uh, 
And we like to do that in the health center. We like to be like, hey, wait a second. Is this true at all? You know? Yeah. Is this actually um, true? I have gotten a little like these fucking um, election experts, you know, like when Nathan Robinson said Biden was an idiot for campaigning in Georgia. Right. Oh, yeah. Again, if you do that, you need to like shut up about the election. You know, like I don't these people have no ability to be embarrassed, I guess. They just get mad. Mm -hmm. Whereas if, if I was if I had like you know, laid it out on the line that Joe Biden absolutely should not campaign in Georgia and then present events had occurred, I'd be, a, I'd dial it down for a while. <laughs> 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 like, he, that literally may have won him the state. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's important to acknowledge your uh, oversights, your past mistakes. I mean, like, you know, I thought it was going to be a landslide. I really did. And it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, well, I was ready for um, Biden to win by like six, right? The popular vote. And when you bump it down from six to four to five, then this scenario can occur, right? Yeah. Well, it's not just the popular vote, but... Like, I thought he was going to sweep the toss-ups. I thought Texas was possible. I thought he'd get Florida. The thing that really shocked me, the thing that shocked me is the fucking Senate. Mm -hmm. um, like in Maine, where Biden and Collins did the same, right? Like, what, is it, what does it fucking take for these Maine people to give up on her? Voting for Susan Collins is one of the most perverse things I can think of, right? Why? To be a Democrat voting for Susan Collins. You think right? like, Democrats what the fuck are voting is wrong for Susan Collins? They, they vote for the Democrat every year in the presidential race. You're a Democrat then, right? Yeah, I guess that's The Democrat keeps changing every year and you keep voting for them, but you also vote for Susan Collins? I guess they're just like, like you know, slightly <laughs> they left love of center. They love her, which is crazy. Like, imagine being really attached to Susan Collins, <laughs> right? Like, just the most pointless fucking politician. Um, absolute murder to listen to. Like, listening to her talk is fucking horrible. Does she have right? that Diane Rehm disease? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it a disease? It's some, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a disease. It's a I don't care. Syndrome. She is such a bad person that I do not care. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So I was wrong the about the Senate. I was wrong about the Senate. Did I think it was possible that Biden would only win by five and it would be like this? Yes. I mean, I definitely thought it was yeah. possible. I thought it was possible. Like I, don't I did know. not, but I didn't. I didn't think that Florida would just be a different world. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, well, we were. We were. I didn't mad think at, that every Senate race was what we were mad at. Nate Silver. With his bullshit model saying Trump had a 10% chance. Did that age well? Yeah. Did it? <laughs> well, Did maybe it, it should well? have been more. His 90%? Should have been more, you idiot. <laughs> God, fucking Nate. It should have been 99.9, right? Um, that Biden wins? I did, think, I did think it was like, it was a dumb debate. Right. 
Because what we were saying is that it should be 95, right? Right, or 98. We weren't saying it should be 98. We were just bumping, just bump it up, bump it up above what Obama was in 2012. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I really didn't think the polls would be wrong in the same direction. I thought they would overcompensate and be wrong in the other direction. But crazily, he got more Latino and black support. At least in, yeah, at least in Florida and Texas. Right. I mean, the the black support, I don't think the, I don't buy the black support thing. And I think it's I think it's exit poll bullshit. Okay. So I don't think the black support really bumped up that much. The Latino thing did happen. Right. Um, you can tell it by the districts. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know. You know, it didn't really happen in uh, Arizona as much. It didn't happen. You know, it really happened in the Rio Grande Valley. And Miami. Those are the two places where it really got us. And, you know, he did better with Latinos. He did better with Latinos in Colorado, but he also got stomped in Colorado. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so, uh, um, man, he crushed it in Colorado. He actually ran ahead of Hickenlooper. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another thing that I didn't see coming is that so few Democrats would run ahead of Biden. Yeah. I thought a lot of them had dynamics that would help them do that. Like, did the squad run ahead of Biden? No, no, not even I mean, in their fucking blue ass districts. Let's give credit to let's give credit to Biden. I mean, he appears to have been the right candidate at this moment. Yeah, and he ran the right campaign because he outran Democrats everywhere. Reversing his position on fracking and saying Scranton ten million times turned out to be a really good decision. Right strategy. Uh, I mean, really good. Scranton he, versus Wall Street, like campaigning the hell out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that seemed like that was a good thing to do. He did. He did thirteen events in Pennsylvania, and then like no other state did he do more than four. So it was just Pennsylvania over and over and over, and it was the right right decision. <laughs> you know, he made that one campaign stop in Georgia. Um, he came out against you know rioting. Uh, he put some distance with him in the left. Kamala, they sent out to Texas and the, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly he ran the right campaign because Republicans run, ran, you know, won across the country and he figured out how to just grind out that 5% win versus Trump. He's not the most eloquent. He's not the sharpest verbally uh no you know like i would have loved to see Ossoff in the debate with trump or pete oh pete well look because i think that they so, could have uh they could have done that like just fucking you know off the ropes body slam debate yes move, so 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 which pete, biden never got in during the debate well i know you were upset about that but like, yes, Pete would demolish Trump in a debate. And Biden, Biden is now, you know, he's almost 80 years old. People who are almost 80 slow down a little. Definitely. 
All of them do. Yeah, you don't and have the he, same mental acuity. You're not as witty. You're not as quick. Um, yeah, having a stutter doesn't help. That, that doesn't mean he's demented. It's just he's not who he was 15 years ago. Right. I'm not either. But who he is is all of a piece, right? Mm-hmm. So the quick-witted, sharp-tongued Joe Biden is gone. And in his place, we have this sort of like emo Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It's like an elder statesman who, you know, is just a, a bleeding wound out there. And it does work, right? Yeah. People do respond to it. And, uh, um, you know, he's always been a compassionate guy. Everyone talks about that. Yeah. You know, your dog, you know, gets a hangnail and he calls you about it. Right. 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 So, um, if you can't you know, respect, I can't do Lindsey Graham. If you can't, yeah, yeah you can't right. Respect, like the Lindsey Graham thing was real. You can't right? respect Joe Biden as a person. All of my Southern accents are Texas. We need, we need, uh, he sounds like, like he's got more of like a, if you can't respect Joe Biden as a person. No, now, see, I Texas. always go to Texas, man. It's the only Southern accent I can do. But it's like that element of him is now front and center in a way it wasn't before. And at this moment in time, it is a campaign advantage, right? Right. He wasn't great in the debate, but he was good enough. You know, to me, like his his overall strategy is solid. Uh, I, I think of it as like, I think of Bernie as like a Hail Mary pass. And I think of Biden as running it up the center. And exactly. we needed a first down and we got it. So I'm not going to say like Bernie wouldn't have won. You know, I'm not going to do that troll. Um, but you look at the fucking map. Why not? It is more of a, it is more of a Joe Biden map, right? Um, I mean, the, the guy we got to pull this apart in the days ahead, but I don't know. I mean, I think Black Lives Matter probably hurt more than socialism, to be honest. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you look at the map. Is it a Joe Biden map or is it a Bernie Sanders map? I feel like it's, it makes more sense as a Joe Biden map. Yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania. The Rust Belt guy, the guy from Scranton, plus Georgia. Um, Bernie Strong in, in Nevada in the primary. But I just feel like with the margins this small, Joe Biden was better. Yeah, I mean, you have to Bernie argue wasn't that, the worst candidate, but... You know, I mean, Bernie would have I think, increased turnout. I think I, I think the voters, the voters made a decision which seems like it was right, picking him. Yeah, a lot of them in Georgia. Right. I think of that one guy that was interviewed by the Times, and he was like, "This black dude, he's like, we know who white people will vote for more than white people do." Exactly. Yes, um, and they probably do. Right. Probably do. Um, he also ran an incredibly disciplined campaign that spent resources like perfectly, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, Bernie didn't... did not have that team, right? The team that Biden had was better. Um, well, we've talked about this before. But the, the, the craziest thing about Bernie is, is his hiring decisions, yes. right? 
with all due respect um, to our good friend Anna. Yeah, I mean, and you know, she will admit that some of their hiring decisions were not so good, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. There were a lot of people in the Bernie campaign who were not ready for prime time. And it just seems like he outsourced it to the Internet. It seems like there was like a group chat somewhere and then everyone got Bernie jobs. I don't know. They were too online. Right. So they thought that like being big on Twitter was meaningful. Right. But campaigns are professional things, you know. I think I think a lot of people think of campaign managers as like a silly job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that running campaigns is mostly just about tweeting and then having the right policy. But there's actually a lot of stuff that goes on in a campaign, and like professionals who have run like five campaigns in a row, um, which I believe Anna has. Um, they know all the shit, right? Yeah, and. A lot of people got hired who who were like either failed politicians or people who tweeted a lot. And like too many of those people were high up in the organization. And I think it would have like with the margins this small in a bunch of swing states that you had to target. Right. You had to be right about. You had to put the effort in. I don't know. I feel like Biden did a great job with that and Bernie would not have. The other problem Bernie has is his appeal is that he doesn't compromise, right? Would he have, would he have, you know, okayed fracking? Uh, I know, I know. And like, that's another thing. That's another thing a campaign, a campaign manager can do, right? Is convince, like, say like, you cannot praise Fidel Castro, right? Right now you cannot do that. (laughs) Like, if Fidel Castro comes up, change the subject, you know? If any communist comes up, change the subject, right? Right. You have a boilerplate answer about, you know, how I'm not a communist, I'm a socialist, and then bring up, like, things that yeah, are socialist. Yeah, that was, That's the that classic was so answer distressing because it's, like, it's so obviously not in his interests to do that, Right. Anyone like he's not going to win any votes doing that. It's like Trump going out and, you know, saying some deranged shit that his base likes. It's like you're not winning new people. And it's not like he's the most honest human being in the world. Right. So it's not like like when he was in Vermont and he was like pro Second Amendment. I don't think he really likes guns that much. Yeah, that's a good point. But he was in Vermont and he was responding to the needs of the voters. You can do that. Don't you don't got to You don't got to. Have to be completely ideologically pure. He's old too. Like I think he slipped up. I don't think he. I think he. Yeah, probably, probably. I think he he's, said what he's was in good, his gut. Man. I mean, like I don't know. I've seen Bernie on the the town hall with like Trump voters, and it's like it's almost like a hypnotist or something where they come up there and they're like, "Well, I hate socialism," and and he's like, "Well, you know, what's your health care plan?" and they start talking and they're like, "Yeah, and I have these medical bills." And he's like, "Well, I want to, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, "That sounds great." So, he's definitely talented. I don't want to dismiss him because and, he definitely has strengths he, that Biden doesn't. Uh, but and, you know, a know. lot of people in 2016 um 
and I think he, he included, just assumed Trump would lose. Yeah. And they behaved they behaved in a way where they were thinking about the they were thinking about the Hillary Clinton administration. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and he as a decent person realizes that Trump can win, right? So from yeah. then on he adjusted his posture and was very clear that we had to get rid of Trump. In part to preserve democracy. Right. Which is something that, that a lot of people on the left don't seem to care about. They don't get it at all. They're like, you're never right? going to get fucking socialism if we turn into an authoritarian regime. Democracy is really good. Yes. It's, it's living in a fascist society is not going to get you closer to socialism. No. Um, it's gonna kill. It's gonna kill any it's hope. The op- it. It's like the opposite. It's the opposite of yes. what you want. So why do you want more of it? But they got this fail-brain notion of uh, accelerationism. They think that it boomerangs somehow, which is like never well, happens. I mean, again, again, but again, like the accelerationism thing. That was all in the context of the twenty twenty primary, and when Bernie did not win it. Almost all of these people got on board. And, you know, I will always remember the people who got on board. Yeah. Right? That just the slim handful of people who, because they have podcast revenue or... The slim handful who didn't get on board, you're saying. Yeah. The people right. who, or the people who just want to be right, like Mike Tracy, right? Yeah. So like... Trump not being reelected hurts their worldview world somehow, so they lose a, a big online argument. That's more important to them than like the fact that Trump being real Trump being reelected will kill more people. If Biden is in charge of pandemic response over you know, hell, he could be in charge of it now. I don't know. Yeah. It's not wouldn't shock me if he's in charge of pandemic response now. Um, if he's in charge, hundreds of thousands, maybe at least tens of thousands of Americans won't die because mm-hmm. Trump lost. So um, also, um, you know, are, are authoritarian leaders usually the worst when they first come to power or after they've been in power for a little while? That's the other thing. It's like, well, he hasn't he hasn't set up rape squads yet. So could he really be a fascist? Or like, uh, you know, Hitler was super popular after. I mean, got the economy back on track. I don't think Trump is Hitler. I think he's more like, he's more like Putin. Like he's just a kleptocrat. Berlusconi. I mean, he's Berlusconi-ish, right? Mm-hmm. I would say he's more fascist than Berlusconi. Um, but I mean, Berlusconi was pushing it. Berlusconi was like, "Hey guys, I know you love fascism. You know, mm-hmm. fascism has never really gone away in Italy. Hey guys, it's so like, so he was trying to do like his own Berlusconi style of fascism. Um, but yeah, like if Berlusconi had been in power for like twenty five years, who the fuck knows? You know, right. um, and." And they got him out of there. I mean, in an odd way. But they got rid of him. 
you know, it's possible. I mean, everyone called Bolivia a fascist situation and they got that guy out of there. Yeah. You know, uh, or a woman. I can't remember who their president was in the interim. Um, but uh, Oh, during the coup? The coup? Yeah, like after the coup, who was their, officially their president? I don't know. But uh, it doesn't matter, right? So they had a democratic process and they restored, the, you know, a socialist government. It's possible. And lots of people just quit, right? You can be like a huge fascist and just be like, <laughs> you know, like I'm done with this shit. You know, um, you don't have the, you know, if the military doesn't like you, <laughs> it's really hard to have a dictatorship. So, um, yeah, I lots mean, of fascists just the, lose so and the then path, slink away. You know, I don't know that Trump would have, I don't know that he would have been the end of democracy, probably not, right? But the path for that isn't really the military. I think the path for that is, you know, solidify. He was just bad at it. I mean, you know, they put crazy people into the courts, but his Supreme Court picks were not lackeys, right? They're just super conservative judges. Well, and also it's like, So, you know, let's say you, like, let's say, like, Richard Spencer had won the last election, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a literal Nazi had won, right? Yeah. Um, even if that happened, the end of the American Republic would not necessarily happen. Because you have to, right. there, there has to be a legitimacy to it um, where people, people... Deferred to Trump because he won. That's it. And it, he failed to rig the system in such a way where he didn't have to worry about people voting. And so right. once once that once he failed to do that, and he fucking tried. Yeah, they tried to like fuck with the he mail. Actively, he actively interfered with the election. He had he had a strategy to fuck up the election, and it didn't quite work. Um. I mean, how, like, I know people are like, oh, the Postal Service didn't really change that much, okay? Um, I don't fucking buy it. Like, they were actively fucking with the mail, right? While the president was saying, don't, don't mail your ballots. Mm -hmm. He was trying to create fear of ballots. He was trying to create fear of using mail-in ballots in people who were afraid of in-person voting. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't vote. And then right. he was trying to use the lack of fear of coronavirus among Republicans as a campaign advantage. Right. So they would go to the polls and vote and Democrats wouldn't vote. And so Democrats were like, fuck you. I'm going to mail my absentee ballot day one. Right. Yeah. And it's going to fucking get there. I'm going to check the website, make sure it got there. Right. And vote early. So Democrat. Mm -hmm. So if you think about all the shit he did, yes, it would be better for our country if Biden had won huge. But we yeah. had a fascist president who abused the office, abused the elements of the election maximally to win, right? That shaves right. off your margin. Um, he used True. the White House as a campaign vehicle, right? He used, uh, you know, he, he spread he, coronavirus he around the country. Russia to keep... <laughs> 
you know, leaking bullshit and then had Rudy Giuliani. Oh, who knows? Yeah, he had Rudy Giuliani collaborating with organized crime figures in in Ukraine to, you know, call the Bidens a like a pedophile family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so the there was abuse of the process that only he did. And who fuck who fucking knows how many votes that moves? Yeah. You know, we all hope that people see through it, but I don't know. When when a dumb person sees oh, you know, Trump on the White House lawn and then fireworks go up to say Trump 2020, a lot of people are going to be like, "Wow, holy shit." And that's fucking <laughs> awesome, right? I guess. And yeah. only he could do that. Only he could do it. Mm-hmm. Only a fascist could do it. And apparently incumbency is is an advantage, right? I mean, it, there's there's also the phenomena where people say, you know, you can say like this guy's too dangerous to be president. But then there's going to be people who say like, well, you know, he's already got the nuclear codes, so we all we all know we all know the incumbency thing. The, you know, and I was thinking earlier today um oh hey, it looks like Biden's about to speak. Will it be Kamala first? Kamala first? All right, let's go watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Let's go watch the speech and come back. Why don't we just watch it on the pod? Can you screen it? Um, no, but oh, you, you can play it. Oh, you want to just watch it. me on my phone? Yeah, just play audio? it and mute your audio, and then I'll play the audio. Oh, I see. Why are we doing this on the pod? Why don't we just go into a room and watch it? Go to a room? Yeah, I'll we're just go watch in, it on TV. We're in different locations. <laughs> I know, but I could just go in the TV room and watch it. But then we're not going to be live reacting to it. You want to react to the speech? Yeah, I want to say shit while it's going on. Be All like, right. you tell him, Joe. Preach. I'm going to, like, cry and stuff. That'd be great. Be great right. audio. I want you ugly crying on this pod. All right. They're late for this speech. Why do you think they're late for this speech? Probably fucking. I mean, they're very obviously in love. Trump hasn't conceded, right? No. It would be a reason to... It would be a reason to delay. I mean, is it? Like, what are the odds he's going to concede? Uh, I would not waste my time sitting around waiting for that. This is the time to concede. This is when you're supposed to do it. Right before the speech. Right before Biden's speech? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. So ordinarily the way this works is you come out and you say, you know, just now Donald called me to concede the election, right? Mm-hmm. And then you give your speech, and then he comes out later to do his concession speech. That's how it works in our democracy. I mean, sometimes, like, Hillary waited until the next day. Obviously, like, I mean, Gore conceded, right? So, um, you know, that's how it's supposed to work. And in this situation, I'm sure there's pressure on Trump to concede before the speech. His advisors so, talking to him. So, like, so maybe that's why they might. Half a percent chance? If I had to guess, I'd, I mean, that's that's a reasonable theory. If I had to guess, I would say he's not going to concede. 
guard it and never take it for granted. I mean, what do you call that time? Our democracy takes it's almost like an ascot. Like an ascot. It takes yeah. sacrifice. But there is Rocking an ascot. And there is progress. Very few people can do it. We, the people, have the power to build. I do think it's funny how, like, Kamala has to hang out in Wilmington all the time. <laughs> I like the idea of Wilmington, Delaware being the home base, right? Yeah. I just love the, I mean, Delaware is hilarious on its own. I think it's really funny how, how, how Joe Biden, like, knows these Delaware guys who are so important to him, right? Yeah. Like, the, like there's some fucking guy with some goofy-ass name who's been, like, uh, Biden's top advisor for 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, no one knows shit about him. He's just some guy from Delaware. (laughs) Like, it's important. Like, like, Biden has Delaware connections. And for making this victory possible. Yeah. To the poll workers and election and it's like a weird state. Like I know that they do country. financial crimes there, right? To make sure in Delaware, in the Delaware courts. Yeah. Our nation yeah, there's like tax breaks and stuff. So all some funky stuff happens, and you have yeah, and it's also like the Dupont, like Dupont, the Dupont family owns like a third of the state or something, right? Oh wow. I mean, not literally, but like they, the Dupont family runs Delaware, or did for a while. Crank the audio back up. And you deliver. You're right. This totally works. Message. Doing it this way. You chose hope, and unity, decency, science, and yes, truth. Sounds like he didn't concede. You chose really? Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Could she be nicer? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really hitting the. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they probably wrote it beforehand. Maybe and not. Joe is a healer, a uniter, a tested and steady hand, a person whose own experience of loss gives him a sense of purpose. Oh, look at that slice. Reclaim our own <laughs> sense of purpose. That's a big slice. Starving right now. With a big heart. I'm so hungry. I just ordered some. I just ordered some. It's his love for Jill, who will be an incredible first lady. Sam, are you watching the speech? It's his love for Hunter and Ashley and his grandchildren and the entire Biden family. <laughs> I forgot his headphones. And while I first knew Joe as vice president, <laughs> I really got to know him as the father who loved Bo. My dear friend, who we remember here today. Oh, yeah, they said Bo loved her. And to my husband, Doug. Yeah, it was a big factor. We learned that today. And our children, Cole, But it was the big reason Ella she got the gig. Sister Maya and our whole family. I love you all more than I can ever express. We are so grateful to Joe and Jill 
for welcoming our family into theirs on this incredible journey. And to the woman most responsible for my presence here today, my mother, Shamala Gopalan Harris, who is always in our hearts. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment. But she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women. All right, black women. Asian. Let's hear for them. We all love them. Latina. All the flavors. have paved the way for this moment tonight. Women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of our democracy. Kind of true women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century, 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women in our country who cast their ballots and continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. Guys, we could not have done this without women. I think we need to call that out. Tonight, we can't do anything without their women. struggle. That's their true. Determination and the strength of their vision to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And I stand on their shoulders. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. That is true. He just did it because he's really committed to it. He's committed to women. But while I may be women judges yes, and I mean, women cabinet. I will not be the last. Long history of selecting women for his staff. I met with his office back in 2000-something, and his chief of staff was a woman. is a country of possibilities. And to the children in his heart, he wanted to pick Pete. Country, regardless of your gender, right. Pete was his favorite. Our country has sent you a clear message. Dream with ambition. Should Lead we have Anna on? With conviction. And see mm. yourselves in a way that... I feel like she won't like this. Simply because What's that? They've never seen it. I, yeah, I feel like I she won't. I mean, I asked in group chat who we should have on when Biden wins and people were like, yeah, we don't want a party pooper. And to the American people, no matter who we got to bring her around a little more first. I will strive to be a vice president. We got to center pill her and then she would, she can come to the victory, victory parties. And prepared every day thinking of you and your family. Okay. I'm going to tell her that. Because now is when the real work begins. The hard work the necessary work, the good work, the essential work. You're going to tell her that? Lives and beat this epidemic. Yeah. 
to rebuild our economy. It seems, uh, okay. I mean, what? I don't know. She might be offended. To combat the climate crisis. Well, how was I supposed to tell her? And heal the soul of our nation. She's asking to come on? Yeah. Does she yeah. have a, does she, she didn't have a headset yet. And the road ahead will not be easy. But America is ready. And so are Joe and I. We have elected a president who represents the best in us. A leader the world will respect and our children will look up to. And fear. A commander in respect and fear. will respect our troops and keep our country safe. And a president for all Americans. And we're gonna fuck Putin. We're gonna go get so deep in his fucking networks. My great honor to introduce the president elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden. I mean, it could just be us. The two amigos. Yeah. Joe is trotting out. He looks 20 years younger already. Elbow bump. No. Just a hand touch. Also strange. This virus. And the vibes. Yeah, it's some creates. real sci-fi shit. I mean, look how happy he is. Looking he good. fucking did it. He fucking the crazy did it. man did it. <laughs> they said he was crazy. Delawareans. Oh, they're Delawareans. Tom, Senator Tom Carper down there, and I. No one's ever used that word before. Senator Coons is there, and I think the governor's around. And I see Corn Pop in the back. And that former Governor Ruth Ann Minner. Most importantly, my sisters-in-law, my sister Valerie. Anyway. Folks, the people of this nation have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we, the people. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation, 74 million. I'm just listening to well, it now. I'm vibing. Surprise me. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world. What was that? I'm just vibing. Of hope, renewed faith mm -hmm. I'm enjoying the vibes of this. Right? Oh, yeah. Confident. Victorious. All those of you who volunteered and worked the polls in the middle of this pandemic. 
Local elected Shout out to everyone who works the polls during the pandemic. From the entire nation. Oh my God. Especially all those old ladies in Georgia. And my campaign team. Oh. You know, working late. Never been night. to one of those clubs before. So much of themselves. Well, were, I was making a stripper joke. Oh, I see what you're saying. I owe you. I owe you everything. I think Joe Biden's ever been to a strip club. Oh, good question. I feel like I he mean, hasn't since he got in Congress, right? Since he got in the Senate, he hasn't. Yeah, not since he married his first wife, I would guess. Can you imagine going to like a strip club in Delaware in the 60s? <laughs> I mean, talk about vibes, no, I can't. right? <laughs> I mean, I would pay to do it. Like, if you could time travel me back to a Delaware strip club in the 60s? What are you talking about? You would pay to go to a strip club, like, down the street. Now? And yes. do. Yes. With no COVID? A strip club with no COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that you would pay to go to a strip club in Delaware in the what 60s. What about a retro strip club that has retro vibes? Do they not have that? I don't think so. That's a great idea. <laughs> Oh my God! You gotta do this. It's a great idea. I would go to like that. Go, Sounds like classy. go-go dancer type vibes, you know? Yeah. We don't have yeah. go-go dancers, you know. Like it's a whole thing with the tassels and shit. Do they have the yeah. tassels? I mean, burlesque sort of has that vibe, but it's not a strip club. Mm-hmm. You know, strip club burlesque is like these devo- like really well-defined performances that happen one after the other. Mm-hmm. But a go-go dancing club, they get up and go-go dance, right? And you get drunk. It's a whole different thing. Sounds cool. I'm not big on strip clubs, but I'd give it a shot. With full hearts and steady hands, with faith in America and in each other, with love of country, a thirst for justice, let us be the nation that we know we can be. A nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed. The United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, there's never, never been anything we've tried we've not been able to do. So remember, as my grandpa, our grandpa, used to say when I walked out of his home when I was a kid up in Scranton, he said, Joey, keep the faith. And our grandmother, when she was alive, she yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Spread the faith. God love you all. May God bless America, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think that was just about right. I think that was just about right. There we go. Not sleepy. No, it was just about right. Pretty fired up. Looks like we didn't get that concession call. No. But you know what? Who fucking cares? I'm inspired. I'm so happy. You know? We're not going to be nihilists. We're not going to be mean. We're just going to say, you know, sometimes the most alt-center thing you can do is to be a little cringe. And so listen to us be cringe right now. We're going to say it's really good. Sometimes the best thing you can do morally to be a little cringe. It's to be cringe, yeah. Yeah. And it's really good that Joe Biden is president now. It's, it's really good. To, it's going to be better 
than what we have. And overall, you could ask, for, you know, this is a pretty good Democrat to be president. So I am excited. in the right direction. I'm hopeful. Like Joe said, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Let's go get after it, guys. Let's uh, go do it. Georgia Senate race, two open seats. We got to get those. Ooh, uh, buddy. You think nope. we got a shot? I think we got like a 5% chance. Oh, I'll take it. That I'll would be it. amazing. Uh, you know, there's a party down the street. People are happy. People around the country are happy. Let's ride yeah. this high, guys. Um, 100,000 of, of us are going to die real fast. A lot of us are going to die in a hurry here. Um, that's going to suck. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we get to laugh at the world's biggest asshole for two months, basically. And that's going to be really fun. That's going to be so great. We're going to get to laugh and at a lot of assholes. And then he's going to leave. And that will be mm-hmm. a glorious day for our country. Yes. So next week we'll talk Amen. about uh, we'll talk about you know sex again and feet and uh, uh, political I a, traitors. I have like a burger theory I want to work through. Uh, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I've got some burger theories. Uh, Maybe refine the strip club idea. Oh. We could dive back into that. Well, we've put that out there, and now people are going to steal it. But uh, yeah, so or maybe this is, people are going to fund you to make it. So this is just a classic. This is Centro Classic. Just John and me talking about politics. Getting back to basics. Um, All right. So I'm going to go eat some pizza, and uh, I'll see you soon. Eat some pizza. The good guys won for once. Yeah. <laughs>